Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Culture and Coffee podcast with me, your host, Colin D. Ellis. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter R for uh, railway, rainbow. I should have thought about this before I open like that. Uh, let Runaway and relevant. And in today's episode, on Monday the 9th of May 2022, I'm asking, are you still relevant? I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing um, here this month. I just fancied to start in a little bit different way, but then, as you can tell, didn't plan it, just went straight in there, thought I'd do the Sesame Sesame Street thing, you know, brought, but, but just didn't, and then couldn't think of any letters beginning with R. So, um Different start to the podcast today, uh, but no less energetic, hopefully. I hope you had a great weekend, uh, wherever you are in the world. Um, hope life is good for you. Yes, relevance is what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and today's episode is going to be slightly shorter. Not only is today's episode going to be slightly shorter, uh, which you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God I don't have to listen to 20 minutes of this. It's going to be slightly shorter. But also, for the next... Uh, what day was it? May, June, July, August. So for at least the next five months, I'm going to be going fortnightly. I'm going to be shifting to fortnightly because I'm about to start season four of my Culture Makers podcast. So if you haven't already uh, written that down and subscribed, get over there and subscribe to that. Obviously, if you're driving, don't don't write it down. Just remember it in your head, you know, hopefully you can, you can do that or just say, Hey Siri or Hey Google or whatever. Um, yeah, the culture makers podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about the genesis of the culture makers podcast, um, shortly. Um, so yes, so I will be moving fortnightly, but you know, you know me, you know, I'll just, I'll be like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to record the podcast. And you'll be like, he said he was moving fortnightly and now he's doing three a week. What, what's he doing? Um, Yes, so so that's my plan. So slightly shorter today because there's a there's a new episode of season four. Is that it season season four or season three? Should have checked that as well before I came on. I'll check actually. I'll check that while I'm here because I don't want to get that wrong. Given that it's my other podcast, I definitely don't want to get that wrong. So culture makers podcast. This is this is. I mean, how great is this for a podcast that I'm actually searching for my other podcast online. And talking to you about it uh, as we go. Uh, here we go. Colin D. Ellis, Culture Makers Podcast on Apple Podcasts. There you go. Oh, got seven five star ratings. I've never been on here before. All right, 10 more episodes, 10 more episodes. Must be season three then, wasn't it? 2020. Oh, no, it could be season four. It's season four. Well, I've done way more of these than I thought I had. Gosh, I've, got some, I've had some great guests on here. It's really awesome. Um, how did I get these people to agree to come on my podcast? All right, let's say it's season four. Season four. And I've already got a couple of recordings in the bank, but I, in between delivering at least a culture workshop a week and doing at least two speeches a week as well, I've got to find time to interview some more people. Um, anyway, enough of that. I've fluffed around for way too long. Coffee. So today's co- today's coffee 
was recommended by a regular listener. Uh, so Janice, if you're listening, thank you so much uh, for recommending a coffee. If anyone, by the way, if anyone's got a favorite coffee, if anyone's like my coffee that I get from my shop is the best. If you want to recommend it, go, just let me know. Just send me the details and I'll either order it or I'll go and get it. If you're in New Zealand, I'm over there in a couple of weeks so I can pick some up. I'll be picking up some flight coffee. Always get like weird looks in the airport on the way back. And it's like got a suitcase full of beans. It's like, sir, are you using these beans to mask anything? There was a story about that actually in the paper, wasn't it? In, in the news this week about a, was it an Nespresso factory? Was used to mask, I think it was, was it cocaine or heroin? Anyway, um, but yeah, if you've got a favourite coffee, just let me know. Um, and if you've got a favourite whiskey that you want me to try, just send me a bottle. I'm more than happy, <laughs> more than happy to review that as well. Um, so yes, thank you, Janice. Um, it's a blend. Uh, it's a blend called Black Silk, uh, which is roasted by Gigante, 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 G-I-G-A-N-T-E, Gigante Coffee in Dingley Village, Victor, Dingley Village. It sounds like something from a Jane Austen movie, doesn't it? Dingley Village. Mr. Darcy rode his horse through Dingley Village to meet Miss Elizabeth Bennet. There they sailed and sipped a cup or two of black silk. Um, yeah, I must go to Dingley Village. It's in Victoria. It's, that sound, it sounds like it should be in, in Yorkshire. Definitely sounds like it should be in Yorkshire. Um, so, yeah, it's in, it's in Melbourne. Uh, so, so a blended coffee, much like a blended whiskey... Is, is when the roaster, so obviously in coffee, when a roaster mixes kind of two or more, I guess, different origin beans together. And the idea of a blend is to kind of take the best qualities from different origins and like almost like, almost like mixologists. Like, you know, it, it's only when you kind of learn about this stuff, you realize how much love, care, attention, thought, planning goes. You can't just lash a bunch. You can't, it's a very Liverpool way of saying it. Can't just lash a bunch of beans like in a roaster and expect like a perfect coffee. Like that doesn't work. Like you just can't. Like, you know, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a process. Let me just take a sip of this. Uh, wow. Um, so it's a dark roast. Um, which is why you're getting kind of dark chocolate and toffee. And it tastes, it tastes stronger. Now, the reason darker roast tastes stronger, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place there. But the reason that the darker roast tastes stronger, it's not because it's got more caffeine in. I think often people think that they're like, oh, this darker roast, it must, it, it, it's, does, you'll hear people say, oh, it's stronger. It's not stronger in caffeine though. It's just stronger in taste. Essentially what happens is during the roasting process, you get different flavors released. So most most of your average, in inverted commas, coffee, is, is it generally tends to be medium roast. And my favorite are definitely the, the lighter to medium roast. So the light roast coffee is, I think if I get this right, it's heated to about 175 to 200 degrees. The medium is 200 to 215, I think. And then dark roast is like 215 to like 250 degrees, I think. Um, so yeah, so it's just heated for longer. And when you heat it for longer, obviously it, it changes color. It gets darker in color and it releases different flavors. So, so you get this real intense you know like I said that real dark chocolate that real 
kind of um, almost what is it like car like dark caramelly um, type flavors uh, from from dark roast, and it you know it's just a, it's just a different taste. I like a drop of, actually in in dark roast coffees. I like a, a tiny drop of milk, and I don't normally advocate milk because I don't think you get the taste. So what I would do is taste the coffee and then add a drop of milk. Um, in it. Uh, and now this particular cup to read in the bag here. So this particular blend is sourced from four different countries. So Colombia, Papua New Guinea, Costa Rica, and India. Well, I haven't done an Indian coffee before. I've definitely done, I've definitely done Colombia, PNG, and Costa Rica. Um, so yeah, India. I, I had a whiskey from India not so long ago, an Amrut whiskey, which was uh, peated, which was delicious. Um, so there you go, a dark roast coffee. Thanks again, Janice, for that uh, recommendation. I'll be sipping my black silk all morning. Um, what can I say about relevance? So you may have know, you may have noticed, like the world is changing, like, and it's changing all. This would, like cultures don't change, right? I've, I've mentioned this so many times. But cultures don't change; they evolve over time, and they evolve over time because. The people that work in them evolve over time. Also, the, the people that work in them bring different attitudes, different behaviors into the workplace, as well as there being things like new technologies and, and, and new methods and new processes for doing things. So the world of work is changing. Now, as a result of that, you have to move with it. Now, by listening to this podcast, you're already doing it. Be, because well done, well done you, gentle round of applause here in Dingley Village, um, but well done you, uh, because what you're doing, and it's not just this podcast, it's any podcast, right, any kind of business podcast, any business books that you read, because what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to new ideas, new ways of thinking, and it's not that you're going to listen and use everything, Right. Sometimes it's just interesting. Sometimes you'll write stuff down and sometimes you'll commit to doing some things differently. Um, but, but, but by doing that, what you're saying is I'm, I've got a growth mindset. I'm opening myself up to different ideas just to see if there's anything that I can put in practice. Um, and, and there always is, right? There's so much to learn. Um, I think the, that, that's the hardest part of my job is the never-ending research. So I would, you know, at the weekend, I think I mentioned this before, but at the weekend I you know, read books and I'm reading this massive book at the minute. Um, and I don't know what it's called off the top of my head. I should do. But it's a, it's it's basically about anthropology and the history of human society and um, social cultures and the evolution of social cultures. Because, I'm paraphrasing from the book here, I'll find out what it's called. Um, the... Essentially, what happens is that most of these books are written about humans and cultures. Basically, it's from the agricultural age onwards. And whereas this book's going right back before that, and he's basically saying, hey, listen, there was, you know, there was a lot in human history that, that came from the fact that we were hunter gatherers. So we evolve over time, obviously. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of the organizations that I work with, often the biggest issue that they face is that they have managers in place that stopped learning about management and stopped learning or stopped committing to doing some things differently, if you know what I mean. Now, leadership is a choice. Uh, leadership is a choice to make a positive difference to people's lives. Now, you can only do that 
if you evolve not only with the times, but also with the way that cultures work, with the way uh, that people communicate, with the tools that we use. You know, that's all part of the evolutionary process, which means that you have to be constantly learning and you have to make time for that learning. And that's the hard part, right? You know, if you're if you're a parent, if you're looking after, you know, a, a relative or if you're, if you're looking after, you know, maybe a sick member of the family, it's hard to make time for all of that stuff, right? Um, although we, we still, you know, managed to binge watch Severance and Succession, uh, both both shows you you should watch, by the way. Severance is fabulous. I love Severance. That's on Apple TV, I think. Um, too many TV channels now. There really, really is. Just get we're getting back to that problem we had with cable, where there was so much on and just never enough time to watch. But they're the choices we have to make, right? We have to give up some stuff. We have to give up some stuff in order to make time for our own learning, or at least find the energy to do it in and around the cooking and the cleaning and the ferrying kids here, there and everywhere and taking dogs for a walk and, you know, whatever else we're doing. But you have to make time for it. Um, and, and, and so for, for me, I've, I've come to enjoy it now because I recognize in certainly in my work, if I, if I rock up and do a, um, a two-day work culture workshop, which I did last week, and somebody asked me a bunch of questions on hybrid working. If I can't answer those questions, the perception of me is I'm just this lazy guy delivering a program, you know, rather than being someone who's got a contemporary knowledge about the world of work and the way that it works. It, all, it also means that I can be flexible in my content and deliver what the client needs at that moment in time rather than what was relevant three years ago. You know, I went back and updated all of my culture content um, as a result of the pandemic because I felt like I was using statistics from 2017, 18, which are no longer relevant because COVID changed the way of work. Um, so, so I mean, so, some simple things that you can do to evolve. And I just wanted to, to do this before I talk about the Culture Makers podcast. Some simple things to do is, is become familiar with the generations of people. Like, that's a really easy one. You know, most people kind of get it. They kind of know baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, right? And Gen A, which is the next one. Um, but all have faced different challenges, and so when they come into the workforce, the requirements for each are different. And that's on top of the fact that they're all different personalities and they need communication slightly different. That's why email is the worst communication tool, right? Because we all need information delivered slightly differently. Um, so I just thought this might be of interest to you, is the different generation. So baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. It's one of the, I learned this about, I don't know, three years ago. It's one of those life skills, learning the generations. So 46 to 64, um, and they essentially, uh, for those for those guys, they came into the workforce, particularly in Europe, particularly in, in Europe and North America, they came into the workforce, into jobs that were, were managers, were kind of ex-soldiers who were used to giving orders. So the very command and control environment. So that's the environment the baby boomers came into was command and control. And so what they did is they kind of copied that. And I'm not saying every leader did, but some did. Gen X then, so my generation, 65 to 1980, which was taken from the Douglas Coupland book, Generation X, which you haven't read, you should totally read. Um, I mean, I love Douglas Coupland, but Generation X, 
Microsurfs, I loved. Girlfriend in a Coma is weird, but you should read that as well. Uh, not just because it's the name of a Smith song. Um, but Generation X, we started to push back. We started to show a little bit of emotion in work, which wasn't the done thing. Also, we started to campaign for equality. We started to campaign for equal pay all and, and, and different conditions. Um, so kind of we started that little bit of movement, but also my generation kind of, you know, into the into the yuppies, if for those of you who remember the late 90s, the greed is good mentality, just got a bit greedy. And then it all came crashing down, you know, and, and the baby boomers were our enablers for, for that as well. Our parents were like, take it all, take it all, son. Not, not me. You know, I didn't. Didn't do any of that. Anyway, after that were Millennials uh, or Gen Y, 81 to 96. Uh, now, the world that they came into was was digitally savvy. So, you know, kind of by the time they were teenagers, the Internet kind of existed, kind of. And, and so we were using it, certainly Gen X as we were using it. So, you know, the kids that were born then, that's the world that they were coming into all of a sudden. You know, we, we had access to information that we never had before. So the onus was on that generation or what they did, you know, first digital natives really started to use technology. Um, then Gen Z, so that's 97 to 2012. Uh, and so everything is mobile, everything is flexible. The world of work is quite different. Coming off the back of a... Of a um, a major financial crisis around the world. Uh, so, you know, not only that, we've got, we've got climate change as an issue for these guys. Um, for the millennials, yes, they were kind of coming into that new world. They had, we had the dot-com boom. And then obviously for, for, for Gen Z, we really, we really built on that with the financial crash in 2007, eight, you know, and kind of as they're becoming teenagers, well, technology is inherent in everything that we do. So they're using it in completely different ways. Now, if you're a parent, you already know this because you, you, you're almost like, oh, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. There's so much going on. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And of course we can't unless we take the time to learn. Now, this isn't about you learning about every single app and having every single app on your phone. It's about understanding how the mechanisms of communication have changed, the mechanisms of relationship building, the mechanisms, mechanisms of friendships. That dynamic has completely changed through Gen Z. And then next we got uh, Generation Alpha, which again is taken from the Douglas Coupon book. He wrote Generation A. So these are uh, 2013, 2025. So they've all got different, like for, for Generation Alpha, you know, global pandemic, which brought the world to a halt. Climate change is a very, very real issue. We've got, we're finally bringing justice for, for people of color, um, who um, kind of, oh, what can I say here? Are people of colour who've been passed over and, and, and who haven't been treated in the way that they should for years, similarly with females in the Me Too movement. So these are our employee activists and, and they're heavily campaigning to change the world that was created by baby boomers and then further enabled by Gen X. So, you know, taking the time to really understand this, it gives you a good sense of these different generations in the workforce. And this is where empathy is created, right? Is understanding the different things that they're exposed to. 
and learning how to communicate with them on their terms. Now, that's not about giving everybody a voice, no, you know, no matter what their opinion. It's about you figuring out the challenges that they face such that you can communicate with them in a way that the message lands. And so these are the kinds of things that I get that I get my guests on the Culture Makers podcast to share. Because when I started the podcast, one of the things I recognized was there are so many people working for so many organizations around the world who have not only got great organization cultures, but they've got fabulous ideas that you can use. Fabulous. You know, and in the few episodes that I've recorded already for this next season of the Culture Makers podcast, just some brilliant stuff, some great stories. And just some brilliant ideas, just simple things that you can use from people who've taken the time to understand the world, how it's moved on. And then they graciously give away their knowledge to us such that we can put it into practice. Um, So, yeah, so we've got some great guests coming up. If you'd like to nominate a guest, by the way, if you're working for someone awesome, just drop me a note at colin at colindellis.com. Um, you should let them know that, that you know you're, you're going to recommend them just in case they don't want to. Um, but m- most of my guests come from recommendations. You know, lots of other podcasts feature lots of people who work for themselves, and that's cool. I, I actually want to f- really want to feature people who are actually doing this stuff at the coalface on a day-to-day basis. So, um, new season of the Culture Makers podcast starts this week. Um, I think Hassana Rudd is my first guest. Um, but get on over, get on over to wherever you get your podcasts and search for Culture Makers Podcasts and listen in. Uh, and what those people share is ways that you can consistently stay relevant in an ever-changing world. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, if you've got any coffee recommendations or podcast recommendations, ping them over, colin at colindellis.com. Otherwise, have a fantastic day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, and I'll speak to you soon. Ta-ra for now.